This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline where we are joined by Angels Beat Rider from the Orange County Register and the SoCal News Group. Jeff Fletcher back with us. It's been a while, Jeff. It's good to have you back on uh, with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good, thank you. We're doing really well, and you know, sometimes the uh, the article writes itself. Jeff, I loved, loved, loved what you did in the uh, the OC Register when you basically just put together and compiled a list of fan reaction <laughs> fan reaction to the news that Artie Moreno uh, is going to not sell the team. He's going to continue to be the owner, and the responses are uh, hysterical. Um, sad in some cases. I mean, this guy's here. Uh, Jake says, looking forward to our 20-year playoff drought and losing Otani this winter. Glad you're back, Artie. I mean, I we were kicking it around, Jeff. Why the, um, why the panicked reaction by so many Angels fans? Well, I think that rightly or wrongly, a lot of Angels fans blame what's gone wrong uh, over the last 10 years on Artie Moreno. And I think certainly... He's responsible for some of it. I mean, he is the owner. Uh, you know, there there's some some of the problems that, that do start with him, but I don't think it's all his fault. And I don't think that a new owner would have flipped the switch and, and fixed him. So, but I think that people were just eager to, to see something new and to, to hope for something different, even if they didn't know what that different was going to be. And I think now people are just disappointed that they that they are not going to get that. But this really does seem to be a, a case of a change of heart or, or cold feet. Not not he wasn't getting the kind of interest he was looking for. According to the reports, it sounds like the Angels would have fetched a, a pretty penny on the market. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that you know he paid like 180 million dollars for the team, yep. and at worst he was going to get like 2.5 billion. And unless he went into it with some kind of unrealistic expectations of absolutely wanting to hit $3 billion, uh, I'm pretty sure that, that he would have gotten all the offers that were, you know, 2.5 to 3 that would have been certainly uh, very fair. And, uh, you know, they hadn't even opened the bidding process yet. So I can't – I don't think that people can say that really, oh, he didn't get the money he wanted because nobody had even submitted a formal bid. So uh, I think that it really, you know, I believe what they say that, uh, you know, he changed his mind. Uh, why exactly he changed his mind, that is what we still don't know. Um, but I don't think it was uh, because of the offers. It's certainly hard to imagine um, 
spending $180 million on a team, being able to then flip that team in 20 years for, let's call it $3 billion, um, it, it's hard to imagine walking away from that type of, of money when you're 76 years old. Um, you know, I, I kind of threw it out there yesterday. I, it, I think it's ego. Uh, it's ego. It's unfinished business. It's all of that. We had uh, an interesting conversation yesterday, Jeff, talking about is he a good owner? Is he, is he in fact, a good owner? They've tried so many things, and so many of these things haven't worked. In your opinion, you've covered him, you've covered the team. Is he a good owner? Well, I think that the best owner is an owner that basically hires people who know what they're doing and just lets them do it and gives them whatever money they think is necessary to do it. So in that sense, I would say he's probably not because he doesn't necessarily let the people who are beneath him, the the people who are experts in, you know, whatever part of the team that they're dealing with, he kind of gets a little too involved, which, you know, I think is just because he's a big fan and he feels like he has something to contribute. And at the end of the day, he feels like, well, it's my money. And if I feel like I have something to contribute, I want to contribute. But, you know, it's probably, you know, who knows if any of us in the same situation would be able to just sit back and, watch other people spend your money. So, uh, but I think that he, he does need to, uh, to kind of allow the other people to, to say, look, Artie, if we spend this money on this and not on this, that that will help in the long term more, even if you're not seeing the benefit today, that's, you know, the way to do it. And I think that, you know, maybe he's, he's learned that now. So who knows? It's funny. We put, we put those owners in such a, a tough position because we want them to be incredibly passionate about baseball yes. and their team. But and stay out of it. Incredibly <laughs> open with their pocketbook. But then you really have to stay out of it and you can't have any opinions whatsoever. It's impossible. We'd all I'd have, certainly have opinions if I owned the team and I'd wanna I'd wanna put my two cents in. So I mean I the best thing that he can do, Jeff, right now is try to, to get Shohei Otani signed long term. Where where are the Angels in that? Is Shohei Otani even gonna give them an opportunity? Do you think based on your coverage, that he wants to stick around, that he wants to go somewhere else? Where does he stand one year out now from free agency? Well, we really don't know what Shohei Otani thinks other than the sort of vague comments he he tells us, you know, when we ask him that uh, he likes it here, he likes all the people around, he feels like the Angels can win, but ultimately he's very disappointed that they haven't won and he really wants to win. That's all we pretty much know. That really doesn't tell you much of anything. Um, I think that if you uh, really gave him truth serum and said, like, you have a choice of winning with the Angels or winning with some unknown team, he would rather win with the Angels because he's comfortable and he knows what the situation is. But obviously the Angels have not won. And, uh, you know, they have to, to prove to him that they can win. And... Uh, I don't think they need to absolutely guarantee it because they do, like I said, they have other things going for them already that, that another team does not, which is that he knows what it's like and he knows the environment he's in, he knows the people, all that stuff. That certainly counts for something. So, uh, you know, we'll just see uh, what happens. Talking to our pal Jeff Fletcher, uh, Angels beat writer here. Do you get the sense that Artie, as an owner, I mean, you look at, at, at moves that they've made the last few years, uh, the Rendon signing, obviously it hasn't worked out yet. There's still time, by the way, for that, that to work out. And, and 
when they signed him, he was coming off, you know, just a massive, massive season, a World Series winner, you know, the whole thing. They make moves. They spend money. Uh, as a fan, you you got to like that. It just seems to be um, that a lot of times these moves just don't seem to work out for this team. And and I don't know how to put my finger on it. In your opinion, what do they need to do? What is the what is the low end for the Angels this year? Like baseline, is it making the playoffs, getting in? You know, with the extra team, like they have to get into the playoffs this year. Yes. Uh, well, those are like three questions that you asked. So let me go back to. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> The first one is uh, what they need to do, and I actually I did a big series of stories on this back in uh, November, December, and the biggest reason that they failed is their farm system has not been productive. And if you don't have a productive farm system, you don't have players to trade. As you, you've seen, the Padres are able to go out and trade for yes. really good players because they have a great farm system. The Angels have absolutely not been able to do that. So the only markets you're looking at for players then are basically free agents who are old and players that you can trade for without giving up much, which are guys that are basically old or have something wrong with them. So right there, that's the problem with why they haven't been good. Uh, as far as what they can do right now, um, you know, on paper right now, they look like about an 84, 85 win team. That's probably not going to get you in the playoffs, but if, you know, they get some breaks and, and they get towards the best case scenario of that, and then they're good enough to to maybe make some trades mid-season that pushes them up even a little more. You know, the Phillies made the playoffs last year with uh, something like 87 wins, and then they got hot, and look what happened. So certainly all that is, is reasonable, uh, you know, but but they, they do need to get kind of the best-case scenario for a lot of things. They need to avoid major injuries that they've had. So uh, all that is is what they need to do. Jeff, uh, we know the Angels have al- always had to deal with the Dodgers being right there, not you know not that far away, competing in the same market essentially. But now there's a competitor to the South that's also spending quite a bit on their their salary and with popular superstar players. Do you feel like the the Angels may be feeling a bit of a Southern California squeeze now between the Padres and the Dodgers in, in their place in the MLB universe? I mean, I just think they've always felt pressure to win because they're a big market team and they have superstar players and they spend a lot of money. So it doesn't matter if you're doing that in the middle of Wyoming or in the middle of Los Angeles. You still have to win uh, when you're, you know, when you have these kind of great players around you. So I think that they definitely, uh, certainly, it, it doesn't help that they've got those other two teams and. And there are people who are certainly in L.A., there's people that could pick the Dodgers over the Angels. And now, you know, even Southern Orange County, Northern San Diego County, there's people that, that might have a choice of, you know, where you're going to go. And uh, the Padres are, are putting on a pretty good show now, too. And then finally, a guy we're familiar with, Phil Nevin, uh, coming back as a manager, but not exactly on the most solid of footing. What What kind of situation is he in as he heads into this kind of, you know, extra year that he's been given? Well, he's got to win. Obviously, he's got a one-year deal. So uh, if he doesn't win, if, if things don't look good for him, then he's not going to be around next year. So I think that he he knows that. And uh, I think that, you know, he certainly feels like they have the pieces to win and he feels like he can do it. So we will see. I uh, watched a uh, – it was at the winter meetings, uh, the GM, Perry Manasian. Is that right? How you say his name? Perry Manasian? Manasian. Manasian. Uh, he said – he basically said, look, 
my kids won't let me come in the house if I lose Shohei Otani. It's obviously our number one priority. If the Angels, who don't have a ton of of starting pitching, front line starting pitching, not a ton, if they're out of it or sliding May, June, I mean, you'd have to, if you're him, you'd have to consider shopping an Otani at that point, would you not? I don't know about May. I mean, it's pretty hard to be out of it in May when there's, you know, well, with six teams, teams yeah. in the playoffs. Call, yeah, call it July. Call it July. Yeah, in July, certainly in July, if they're out of it and they have not been able to sign to an extension, they're probably going to trade it. Wow. I mean, there's no uh, way around that, but but there are two major factors to that that could prevent that. A, they could sign to an extension before that, and B, they could actually be in contention. Yeah. And, and they don't have to be a great team to be in contention, like we said, with expanded playoffs. If they're 500, you know, Oof. at the All-Star break, then that's in contention. Last year they were well below 500, so uh, that was the problem. A lot of pressure. A lot, a lot of pressure on them. We, we just went through the Padres prospect list last week, headed by Jackson Merrill. I don't know how many deep they're going to have to do to get it done. But it's going to be a lot. You know, A.J. will be calling. It's going to be a July, lot. If that's the case. Hey, Jeff, appreciate your time. Good insight. Uh, thank you so much. All right, thanks for having me. All right, Jeff Fletcher, Orange County Register, with us talking a little Angels on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.